Hi, you are now listening to Pursuit of Plenty, a podcast where we talk about living forward, finding, reclaiming, and creating the abundant life following a divorce, breakup, or any other big life change. Sharing stories and advice on how to make it through the transitions of life while not losing your fabulous self or your mind in the shuffle. Hello, Plenty people. Welcome to another episode of Pursuit of Plenty. In today's episode, we will talk about the courage of healing. The other day in a conversation about post-divorce or breakup healing strategies, I was explaining that for 2021, I have zero plans on trying to find love. I am taking this year to focus on myself, my children, and Jesus. And that's it. I plan to create the life I've always wanted based on a foundation of happiness that I will create exclusive of and not depending on the presence of a man, period. And she was telling me how awesome that was. And then she said something that rang within my soul like a torch that will never burn out. I know, I'm so overdramatic and authentically me. (laughs) She said, it takes amazing courage to purposely heal. I'll repeat that again. It takes amazing courage to purposely heal. And that message is such a powerful statement because there is so much power and truth in each of those words individually. And this sounds silly, but I'm gonna break it down for you. It takes, it means it requires, it demands, amazing means awesome, fascinating, unbelievable, wonderful. Courage means audacity, bravery, heroism, spunk, tenacity, fearlessness. Purposely means consciously, knowingly, willingly, deliberately to choose to. Heal means rebuild, repair, restore, reconcile, revive, soothe, rejuvenate. There are so many ways you can say this, and either way, it is so powerful. You can say, it requires fascinating tenacity to knowingly rebuild. Or, it requires unbelievable bravery to willingly restore. It requires awesome heroism to deliberately choose to revive. It demands wonderful audacity to knowingly repair. And the list goes on. And the power of the statement still remains. It takes amazing courage to purposely heal. And that statement is so powerful because in order to heal, you have to first endure some pain or brokenness, which is also accompanied with sadness and a plethora of other feelings. In the midst of all this pain, you must conjure up enough wherewithal to recognize that you have been hurt. And that something about this situation and some things within you needs to change in order to make this pain go away. And in the midst of all this pain, our instincts tell us we want to run away from it. Because who wants to sit in their pain? No one. But instead, you have to find your bravery, see the pain for what it is, and face it head on by making the choice to fix it. And a lot of what needs to be fixed or changed are our beliefs, values, and actions that we've been taking for a long time. Beliefs, values, and actions that have served you for a lifetime 
and seem to have worked for you up until now, things that have become bad habits in your life underneath the surface of it all. And the only way to make the pain go away is to call those things out, give them a name, develop an action plan, and execute on acting out the necessary changes. Change requires action. And it can be a lot to unpack on your own. So I strongly recommend that anyone going through the healing process seek the Lord and a therapist. There is nothing wrong with a therapist that can help you unpack all the layers that allow you to carry that pain. Pain runs so deep and can hide under other things in your life. It's good at hiding in corners and experiences. Pain can even hide within, around, and inside of your happiness. It's sneaky like that. But the longer we run from it, the deeper it hides and buries itself within our daily lives until something happens that exposes us with an impact that breaks the layers and allows the pain to spill out of the corners and cracks and into our hearts and often out into the open for the world to see. And it's in these heartbreaking moments that we have to pick ourselves up, splash some water on our faces, slap ourselves a few times and say, Get yourself together, girl. This will not break you. There is something to be mended here. So let us start and do the work because it takes amazing courage to purposely heal. The synonyms for the word heal are a framework for exactly what you need to do to heal. Rebuild, repair, restore, reconcile, revive, soothe, and rejuvenate. If I were to put these words in an order that I think aligns with the true healing process, I would say step one, soothe. Step two, reconcile. Step three, repair. Step four, restore. Step five is a combination of rejuvenate and revive. And I say soothe comes first because when it comes to being hurt, heartbroken, or experiencing pain in our lives, the first thing we want to do once we realize that we can't just run away is that we want to feel better. We want to stop crying. We want to stop thinking about that person or that situation. We want to be soothed. And we often look to outside soothers such as friends, exercise, drinks, and sometimes even drugs or medications anything to give a temporary feeling of relief. While these external soothers can offer temporary relief, we have to go and learn how to soothe ourselves in those moments where nothing else is available. The number one self-soother is prayer. Take some time to give your burdens to the Lord. Get on your knees and cry and pray and tell the Lord all your troubles. He's listening and he's waiting for you to ask for his help. Lean on him in your times of trouble, number one. And use strategies such as conscious breathing, where you recognize the stress as it bubbles up and you immediately start to take deep breaths. Another good strategy is to speak to yourself and remind yourself that you are okay and this moment, this moment will pass. It will not be like this forever. Remind yourself that you are not in any real harm or physical pain and that everything is okay. Visualization techniques can also be used to self-soothe or listening to calming music or even loud rowdy music that you enjoy. Music brings joy to so many. 
find the self-soothing technique that works for you and use that as your first step in your healing process. After self-soothing, I'd say that reconcile comes next. Because once you have calmed yourself down, you now have the ability or the opportunity to think more clearly about where things stand and what pieces need to be adjusted in your life. This is the time where you may need to actually sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and write down a list of things that went wrong or exactly what brought you the hurt and pain. Write the various details in one column and then write down your ideal situation in another column. And in a third column, write what you need to do differently. In reconciliation, you will uncover a shift that exposes things you will no longer do, say, or accept from people in your life going forward, whether it's with this person, without this person, or just people in general. Resolve the discrepancy to reconcile the issues. After you know your plan based on your reconciliation, it's time to repair the broken pieces of yourself and your circumstances. In my opinion, based on my life experiences, I'd say that this phase of repairing largely begins with acceptance and forgiveness of self and others. As you are going through the process of repairing, you have to realize the areas where you are going to have to make a big shift in your engagement with certain people your responses to people and situations and to who now has access to you. And that's a big one because you might decide that the person who hurt you should no longer have full access to you or any access at all. This is just one of the boundaries you may have to set as you repair your life. And through this process, you will practice your new way of life that you created through your reconciliation process until you have perfected your new way of navigating your life and your relationships. With practice, you will become more confident and less apprehensive about the new changes you are making in your life. And in this stage is where you will restore not just your confidence, but your happiness and comfort about how your new fully reconciled life will progress. Your pain is now gone and you are moving with a whole new vibe on a higher energy frequency than you had in the past. This restoration then triggers a feeling of rejuvenation, a fresh start where you feel more alive and in control of yourself, your life, and your decisions. Doing the work has allowed you to rekindle a new spark for life because you have reconditioned your beliefs, values, and actions in a way that gives you strength to set new boundaries and to self-correct along the way. You are revived and brand new no longer in pain and now equipped to conquer the healing process again and again because you've done the work. And now you are a badass healing expert. Why? Because you had the fascinating bravery to intentionally rebuild. It takes amazing courage to purposely heal. And you have the awesome, fascinating, unbelievable, wonderful, audacity, bravery, heroism, spunk, tenacity, and fearlessness to consciously, knowingly, willingly, deliberately choose to rebuild, repair, restore, reconcile, revive, soothe, and rejuvenate because you are plenty and you deserve plenty. Thank you for listening to Pursuit of Plenty. 
Don't forget to subscribe so that you can hear future episodes.